And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is back in session. So, we uh, on the last episode, we talked about February albums. Mm-hmm. So we got through that. So now we're going to go through... Majority of these are going to be February singles, but really like some of these came out in January and some came out in March. So we're going to basically treat this as the first quarter of the year. Some of the, like, the singles that we thought were the biggest to talk about that came out recently. We have about 15 tracks for you guys to talk about yep. on this segment. So we're just going to kind of just fly through them, I think. and yep. Give you like a little taste of what to expect, what we liked about them, and what we didn't like about some of them. And just, I don't know, try and give you guys some suggestions moving forward. The first track we have is... Want to take it away? Sure. So uh, it's actually one that we've talked about a little bit before. I think I had it on a recommendation list or something like these, that. These first two we had both had on recommendations. Yeah, so we, we both had recommended them before. Yep. Uh, so this is the song The Lost Angels Anthem by Blue and Oh No off of their most recent collab album, which I'm not going to talk about the album, but it is fantastic. So go and listen did to it. Did it come out? out? The, the full-length album, I'm pretty sure it did come out, yeah. Should we... So that should that go on a march? I think that should probably go on a March uh, on a March review. So oh, shit. if okay. you're a fan of that album, then keep your ears peeled because we're probably going to be talking about it come the end of this month. But so Blue, he's a rapper who's been around for a little bit. I listened to him first, I think, in like the early to mid 2000s. He's someone to me who always kind of gave me the impression that he really did still care about keeping like the roots of hip hop where he wanted yeah. to have lyrical content. But at the same time, he kind of bridges that gap because he wants his flow patterns to still actually sound good and be diverse and kind of match the beat so it's kind of like the meshing of the new and old school style raps and he does it really really well on this on this song i completely agree just want to quickly get this out of the way who's the female vocalist on this is it kaiza kezia kaiza i'm not sure how to pronounce it i i've I, i've honestly never heard of her before this was the I first her. time i liked her voice a lot she was great it had this like really trippy sound to it which reminded me, I don't know if you've heard this song before, it's uh, LSD by Prob Cause and Chance the Rapper. Um, most people know it as a Chance song. Okay. But there's this like so. weird vocal that. line in that song that I thought this was super reminiscent okay. of, just because it's like a very eerie sound. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I wouldn't be able to necessarily say agree that one that, way, agree or disagree with it, but I will say this, I liked, liked her, uh, her contribution to this track quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I thought as well... Uh, Blue had a smooth delivery on this too, and then like, I love his cadence and his flow over this West Coast like piano styled beat. Thought that was super dope. His rhyme scheme is absolutely insane though, and I think that's like the biggest it's fire. Oh my dude, the way he raps over this track, like he takes certain words and then just like runs with them mm-hmm. and plays with them. It's 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 mind blowing to me. Well, because there was that entire part at the end of his first verse where he basically kept using the words blue and green. Yep. But every time he used it based on the context, it meant a different thing. Like, yep. just the word blue, he used it as, I mean, his own name, obviously. Blue being sad. Blue like the color of the sky. Blue like blue all of your money. Says something about blunt blue, so I'm assuming he's talking about, like, blue games. And then, like, blowing smoke, too. Like, he kept using blue and homonyms with it over and over and over again. It was fantastic. And then he did it again, I think it was, he said, oh, maybe this was even the same one. I wrote it down, too. So, blue meaning mean, new green. Blue face, Benny Franks, wouldn't say blue green blue blue through so much green man that green turned blue yep like what it, you have to actually it's sit unbelievable though. to like understand when that. You th- it's it's just all homonyms and wordplay and he yeah. does it so well yeah everything a lot of these just like felt like a tongue twister to me like he uses one like i said he uses one word and then he like just makes crazy rhymes out of it so um and then another one i really like too this was one of my favorites this was the thing in the last verse he says when i get home to the loss lost so many friends that i get lost when i'm home Homes, so many losses, I feel at home with the loss. Again, like, using dude, words in Unbelievable. Context. Like, breaking this down, when I get home to the loss, he lost so many friends that he got lost when he was home. So basically, like, what he's saying is that when he goes home, he doesn't feel welcomed anymore because he he's lost. Like he's at home. Exactly. And he's been at home with so many of these losses, he almost it's gets... It's a commonplace. It's now, a yeah. commonplace for him to lose. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's unbelievable, and it's that's such an unbelievable a short... way to. It, oh my god, it's, it's it's insane, dude. Like, and there's there's so much in just such a short little line. And in the second verse, I know that he uses a lot of alliteration. Like in the entire beginning part, there's a ton of b words and it's a ton of s words. So he like uses those consonant sounds to really help his rhyme schemes kind of keep pushing forward. It's just he's just really talented. He's really really talented. This was a great song. This is actually one of my favorite songs of the year so mm-hmm. far. And oh, we're, we're going to be talking about this one again at the end of the year. I I, 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 I think so too. It's probably going to make it, well. I know I shouldn't say probably, but you know it's really early. But still, I, I think this could easily make my list. It's that good. 
blue shout out you you killed it with the technicality of, of this of these rap flows and these patterns like man tongue twisters mm-hmm. for days so across the whole thing good job blue great track uh so all right so going off of a track that you recommended now going off one i recommended uh, about a couple of weeks ago was uh, hold you back by the emotional oranges mm-hmm. some of the things i talked about this going at the beginning was that it had that just hold on we're going home sample from drake which i thought was like super fantastic but they really like slowed it down and made it a little bit more ambient so the additions to that i felt were fantastic and the ending and of course the as well the extra guitar that is brought in on the back end was a super cool addition these guys are really interesting and i'm it's really like secretive very well, very secretive yes they're very secretive exactly like we talked about in one of the previous episodes where they're not really coming out and really telling anybody like who they are where they're from and like i mentioned before they've only done one one interview with pitchfork and i believe it was and it was like an, an, like an email interview and so they're just being they're very uh yeah they're just not coming out and really giving much on themselves like very i think you might have mentioned uh it was almost gorillas-esque yeah or, where they're, they're trying to almost create like a persona they're trying yeah. to make a persona around their music so that they can basically do whatever they want with it and it's not associated to them it's associated to emotional oranges yes yes so i thought the dynamic of the first verse like it's definitely an interesting scenario uh the guy's talking about a girl he's been interested in but she's interested in another girl. So like, and he compares her to like a player, which is like, I think super ironic because that's like a word that's more associated with men Guys, than it yeah. is women. So I thought like that was really interesting sort of touch on that. And I like the, the male vocalist, but I actually think the female vocalist is the highlight. She's the one who takes the, yeah, like yeah. all the fame. Her personality is like sassy, but it's also sweet. And I love her, just some of the contradiction of that, that she is able to like, evoke within with her just her voice yeah so like because she does when you listen to the song she comes off as like oh she's like this innocent like sweet girl but then and then we'll flip a switch in two seconds and she does it really great with the that odb sample mm-hmm. like the hey say hey yeah yeah i got you that, that, I, like, I was hype when i heard that sample that sample first. was really great so uh obviously you know female unnamed female vocalist sings it far better than mike from the turntable teachers so i apologize to everybody's ears that are now bleeding from my singing as I tend to seem to do that on a lot of these episodes. But regardless, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think it's just one of the smoothest and vibiest songs out right now. It's like just feels mm-hmm. all the way. It's so, and And yeah. they've actually released a couple other tracks now. I think there's four that they've released total at this there point. There was two in 2018. And then there's that one. And then they just released another new one pretty recently. I think it was like the end of February, the butt end of February. And I have like a tweet up in front of me right now that earlier, I think yesterday or from the day we're recording this, they said that they're going to announce their new EP or their debut EP later on this week. So we're going to actually have a release date to like know when this music is coming out very oh, soon. I'm excited, man. I'm I was, so glad you just found that because yeah. I like there was another song. It's called Motion that I listened mm-hmm. to as well. And I think the other track is called maybe Personal, I want to say. Yeah, I, th- I think it. I think it might have been. I can't remember. I, I know the other one. One of the songs from twenty eighteen yeah, is personal. Motion and personal. Those tracks were also really great as well. But this is my favorite of them, and I'll have to listen to the new track because, like I said, there I'm really enjoying emotional oranges. Yeah, the new so. track is called Corners of My Mind. If anybody wants to find that new one, that was, and it did come out, I think like February twenty eighth or twenty okay. seventh or something. Good like to that. know. So I'm not even up to date with my emotional oranges. So so that gives us something to listen to when we're done recording. Definitely. So anyway, uh, emotional oranges hold you back. Uh, great song. Go check that one out. I really enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, great. So moving right along. This is actually a really cool one that I've been looking forward to I'm talk so about. I'm so excited about talking about so, this. So the next song we're going to talk about was Denzel Curry's cover of Bulls on Parade that he uh, released on, I can't remember the name of the YouTube channel, but if you look it up on YouTube, it's going to be the first one that comes up with like millions of views at this point. But man, that was the last thing I expected to like see come up on my YouTube like news feed basically. And I was blown away. This is so good. Like, I don't know how you can accurately replicate the energy of a band like Rage Against the Machine and Zach De La Rocha. And he does it so well. His energy all over this thing is just like bar none. Like, it's through the he, roof, man. It's through the roof. It's on, It's amazing. Like, it's actually one of the, my favorite covers I think I've I've listened to and seen in a long time. And I, and I don't want to sound biased because I'm such a Denzel Curry fan, but... This just shows how talented that mm-hmm. Denzel is. And, and I, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm really not. Because as I've gone back and listened to a lot of Denzel's stuff after I heard this cover, because I've been... By the way, please, somebody put this out on a streaming platform. Like Apple or 
Spotify, like Denzel, like make this a song or something like that, like as a legitimate MP3, because like, my God, this thing is insane. It would get some serious. Uh, it would get some stream numbers. It would. It would put it up would. numbers. But I'm, I will. I will say this that I'm, I can't say I'm that surprised though that Denzel did this type of song because on a lot of his tracks he does have a lot of rock influence and especially they actually did so while while mike was just talking there i decided to look up apparently they actually do have this on spotify now so no kidding so all right take well, back what we just said go listen to this i mean first watch the video watch the watch the video on youtube first because you have to see him like jamming out to it but also go and save the version on spotify or apple or whatever and just keep listening to it so it's, man it's, it's so good it's triple j's like a version mm-hmm. so it's triple j so they do a lot of uh, the artists come on they'll do uh, covers they'll, do, they'll do covers I think I remember seeing Bill, Billie Eilish uh, or however you pronounce her name Billie um, Eilish yeah. uh, I think she did a cover on like their not too long okay. ago too and I think they go on and they do their own tracks as well too but then they do mm-hmm. like a cover or whatever so anyway uh, so Denzel he definitely has had like rock and hard rock influences on some of his music certainly on the latter half of, of his last project that he yeah. dropped uh, Taboo and then it, oh, then he even drops the sirens, one of the sirens verses. The verses, yeah, like it, in the middle, yeah, that was really, really cool. Great. I liked that. Uh, a lot of people were complaining yeah. about that verse though, because no. they well they were saying like, oh, he was he was off time, he was off the beat. It's like that's syncopation. He, it's he's not off the beat. He's rapping in a slightly different time than what the beat is, yeah. and it catches back up every few bars. Yeah, I dude, this thing is awesome. I actually wouldn't be mad if Denzel started like doing a lot more music like this because I think he does have a clear talent for it, and uh, oh. or like perform. Like I would love to see him perform this at like Boston Calling when I yeah I'm, I'm, oh that would make people go crazy yeah, people yeah. would go absolutely so wild I'm, I'm really curious because I I've heard his energy at concerts I haven't seen him live yet but I'm definitely going to Boston Calling on that day specifically to see him and Anderson Pack and some others so for sure I can't wait to see what type of energy he brings to a stage because he brought it on this Triple J mm-hmm. well and one thing that people don't really realize about this too is it's very difficult to give that vocal delivery that he does like it probably sounds to like an untrained ear or something it just probably just sounds like oh he's yelling and pushing really hard and that's why he has that like grit and distortion come in every once in a while that's not true whatsoever the way he is producing that sound almost sounds like vocal fry screaming from like hardcore bands where he's using vocal mechanisms to consciously add distortion into his voice because if you listen you can hear it's only at certain parts that he puts it in and it's a very clear like decision on his part to add that sound in that specific moment and as like someone who sings that's it's really difficult for me to do that it's it's something that i'll like blow my voice out if i tried to just on a whim like make it a little bit more distorted because i just don't have that like ability yet like that acute muscle control so i'm just i'm really impressed and like a, from a vocal standpoint that he's able to do that and I was even looking at some of the comments uh, on the video as well and people that don't know who he is like were basically like holy shit like who is Denzel Curry now mm-hmm. like they're like going in and like so I'm so glad like to see a guy like Denzel Curry who I've been a fan of for a long time but and then I felt like like, a, like go back and listen to my my review on our top albums of 2018 I think it was episode 3 potentially and where I kind of he, that was my number 2 album of, of 2018 was Taboo and I'm just really happy that people are starting to recognize Denzel as a true artist and yeah, somebody, recognizing the talent. Yeah, and that he's now becoming a household name. So I'm hoping that this yeah. gets him a lot more listeners that are from a completely different base than he normally would. I totally agree. This will maybe get him some people who normally like rock, like, hey, who's this Denzel guy? And might give him a shot and start expanding people's musical horizon. I also think vice versa too, because people of Denzel that like enjoy Denzel's That's music. A good point. They might actually like someone like me, where I, I have more of a hip hop background than I do a rock background, but I just cannot get enough of this. Mm-hmm. And I've actually gone back and listened to more Rage of the Machine. Like that, I hadn't listened to Rage of the Machine ever. Like who hasn't? But I actually was like, oh okay. Like I used to like this stuff. Like because I I liked a lot of, like the '90s alternative and some of the harder rock stuff. Like I talked about in my formative albums. Yeah. Not to like com- keep like going back to other referencing other refer- yeah referencing. Our if you want to get the references, just go listen to the other episodes <laughs> you got it but uh yeah so i just I, i'm really happy i think just as from a musical standpoint overall that, awesome. that this that this happened it's so good and that it's going viral whoever so, made this happen like like applause to you because yeah. that's that was a great choice so shout out denzel that is like you, you killed it man keep keep doing your thing this is mm-hmm. awesome 
Uh, next track we want to talk about. So unfortunately, now we have to go from a high note down into some low notes. Kind of a low note. Yeah, Just actually, the way that we have this. A cu- yeah, a couple low notes. So prepare yourselves, guys. Deep breaths, deep breaths. So next, <laughs> Juice World Robbery. Um, okay, can we can we just say one good positive thing about this though? Go for it. Go for it. The piano sample is really great. Yeah, I it's agree. beautiful. Yeah. I thought the beat's fantastic. Love me a piano sample. I think we've we've said before, like pianos, uh, like big choirs singing. I'm always a big fan of those. So it, it was it was nice. It was listenable. And his delivery's got quite a bit of emotion, but it's it does but it's, it but does have emotion. <laughs> but it, it but it's not good. It does have emotion. Uh, it's certainly it, oh, trying. Good lord. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how someone can make a career off of singing off-key. Like, he's basically known for, like, his voice now and how it's kind of, like, he's not really, like, thinking about it that much. He's just, like, letting his emotions come out. And, like, that's all well and good, but this is produced music. that Like, you, you shouldn't be able to get by by going into a booth and doing one take at a vocal line and having it be pitchy, flat, all over the place. And then the dude's like, yep, you nailed it, good job. And then they throw it on a track and release it, which is what this sounds like. Oh, it's awful. There's there's two things that I want to say about this that I that I was listening to so, or that I saw. One of the I think the guy's name is the rapper's name is like Fat Nick or maybe it was Lil Xan. One of the two. I can't remember exactly. Or maybe they both said this, but they were saying that not to quote them. I think it was Fat Nick, but he's saying that like this song brought him to tears in like a good way. Oh god. And, and I was like floored because I'm like, oh, but this brought it to tears for me in like a bad way because I didn't want to hear this at all like this was rough like like you said that the the vocals are are awful like people people are like literally getting like emotional over this song and i don't understand why yeah there's a youtube video that's literally juice world makes random people cry and it's them showing random people in the street robbery robbery oh forget it dude and it's I, making people cry so. spare me no yeah. way yeah i'm not uh, gonna watch that he video. can't sing he no, can't he sing can, he can't at all. he's like he sounds like he's whining half the time like this is just maybe this isn't for me but like I can't listen to songs like that that are off key. Like I'm with you 100 percent on that. Mm-hmm. And another thing I saw recently is too somebody was claiming that he did this entire album. Which spoiler, we're not going to review the album. I know the album's already out. I listened to it once the way through. I wasn't impressed. I don't have much to say about it. it. Is what it is. So, but I did hear that somebody's claiming that he came up with a whole album off the head, like off the top of the head. Like he didn't write anything down. That would make sense. Why this is kind of garbage. I like I don't believe that for a second. But part of me almost believes that the only way you could come up with something this bad is if you just went into the booth and winged it. Right, and that's how I feel. So I almost believe it, and I don't, I don't think I don't he should... I want to believe it. I don't, don't want to believe it. I don't think he should be bragging about that, though. No. It just means that you're not putting effort in. I think actually he went out there on Twitter or Instagram and was like, I didn't... Uh, I didn't write anything down. I went in the booth. It just all came off the top of the dome, and like it just like everything I it just felt. And like, alright, I can respect that. Like, guys like Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, like they have the talent for doing that. Yeah, Lil, I was going to say, Lil Wayne, I, I know that he's known for like going in and kind of almost like, spitting as like well. a, a ghost verse where mm-hmm. it's like kind of like the framework. Sometimes it'll even just be like sounds yeah. that, he, that are like patterns that he likes and then he'll go in and fill the lyrics in later. But like that's the thing is you... He didn't hit a single note on this track. No, no. I don't think if you put any of these into like one of those like little tuning devices that uses the frequency to tell you what note it is, every single one it would either be flat or sharp. He's, he's not... He's not on key, and no. I know that probably sounds like I'm nitpicking, but I'm I'm, not, I'm really not because the beat was made to make the vocals the forefront, and the vocals are just all over the place. Yeah, it's, so it's a bad track. I I'm just not a fan of it's this. a bad track. I'm not a fan either, and and we might as well just keep the rants going. Sure, right now we Bru- might as well just keep the rants going. Bruno Mars and Cardi B, with please, please me. me. One of the worst Bruno Mars songs I think I've ever heard. And that's a bold statement because he has put out some pretty lackluster songs before. Like, on, yeah. on a whole, I'm a fan of Bruno Mars. He has some low points, and this is now definitively the lowest. It, it's it's like, he yeah, he's hitting an all-time low here. Like, this song is painfully generic, especially in the lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? is What were they thinking when they put this track out that this was going to be like... like how many times has this been done before? Like, it seems I, I, like they only put maybe... How many times? I think they put maybe, maybe a minute of effort into writing that it's chorus. Awful, bro. And that entire minute was probably spent between them deciding how many times they should repeat the chorus. And then luckily they only decided on twice because if they had repeated that chorus line any longer then I would have started like losing my mind. It's bad. 
And I don't even want to talk about Cardi B's lyrics oh. because they're that nauseating. To be honest, actually, you know what? Scratch that. I think that's the best word to sum this up. Sum up this nauseating. track. This track is nauseating. Mm. It is nauseating. Well, everything about and it, it is, is everywhere just... right now, and it's killing me. Well, oh, and man. even so many lines are so contradictory to each. Like I shouldn't. I shouldn't be sitting here diving into the lyrics because no, we it's a Cardi B verse. Of course, it's not going to have well thought out lyrics. But like, she'll have lines that contradict each other by the end of the damn bar. Like, one of the first lines in this song was how she doesn't have any time for young and dumb shit. But the first line was about how she was, like, in the club twerking with Jays on. And, like, like how do you... <laughs> I didn't how catch do you, that. Dude, like, how do you... Because I couldn't even stand to listen to it, like, but, more than twice. Like, I don't, I don't get it. How are you going to open your first verse up saying that you're in the club twerking with Jays and then immediately follow that up by saying you don't have time for young and dumb shit? That is literally what you are doing. Like, that's what you're talking about in this whole song is doing young and dumb shit and then claiming oh no I don't have time for it and like we can bash Cardi B and I, I but I, I Bruno Mars is not gonna pass for this because his hook like for what the if you listen to the it's actually kind of hilarious I actually laugh every time I listen to it because the hook what he's saying if you take the lyrics right and the passion and emotion he's singing with you think he'd be like he's like delivering a sermon mm-hmm. like it was like this crazy thing and he's just so over the top and too much for like what he's actually saying you're like please me like no yeah no I'm, I'll like, pass can you please me Pardon. and not make shit music like this this is mm. bad man this is yeah. bad all around like one of the worst tracks I've heard all year so far well and, like, and even not even close and it's even terrible. Bruno plays into the contradictions too cause there's the one line where he's like oh I ain't one for begging but girl you got me begging like how lazy <laughs> how lazy are you that you can't even think of a synonym for begging I can't to do use it. at the end of a you use the word twice in one line like as an English person would you get mad at a student if they used the same word multiple times I in would. a single sentence I would I, I, I correct it on papers constantly yeah I, and and there he goes like just saying begging begging and like it's so it, it almost sounds to me like the like kind of I don't know like the uh, the scumbag type guy at a bar being like oh I don't always do this but like you're it's so amazing and I connect with you and you can tell that he's just saying these things for the sake of saying it that's what this comes off as oh I ain't one for begging but you got me begging like then clearly you are one for begging because you're literally <laughs> doing it right now so dude it's bad bro like I don't know man oh and then Oh, and then even the instrumental does. There's nothing to save this. There's nothing redeeming about this. No. It's glitzy. It's annoying. Like, oh, and then the sirens that are. <laughs> Yo, it's so bad. It's awful. This is this. This, this, this track sucks. This, this track is... sucks. It's yeah. it's. Jeez. I honestly, to be honest with you, can I look down a little more the list of what we're... this is the worst track we're gonna talk about tonight by far. Oh yeah, no, this is worse than Juice World. I really because at least I liked wait. the piano and the sample of the beat and like that was actually good. And, like, I, and at least not to even like put. Juice World on a pedestal because he doesn't deserve it, but at least, at least it was track. consistent with what we'd expect from him. Like, but Bruno, man, come on, and and even, even Cardi B. Well, it, it, well, the last it's time, the last this. time that they linked, they linked up was Finesse, I think, or was there another track in between there? But either way, I know that they had Finesse together, and that was a huge track, and I actually liked that song. Like, that was kind of one of those guilty pleasure songs yep. where it's like, okay, like yep. I I nod my head along to this, but I mean, they say lightning only strikes once. And this hit only struck once for them. They are never going to have a hit song together. Like they, they hit it with finesse, and that is never, that is never going to come back. Yeah. So overall, I, this I is not this is this. brutal. Yeah, it's bad. So anyway, all right. Can we talk about something better now? Yeah, seriously. I'm, now I'm, we can... I'm done with. I'm done. I need something more positive. My yeah. energy, my my chakras need a little bit more yeah. of a of a kick to them. Exactly. Um, Khalid, talk. Um, not a ton to say on this track, but other than it's like a really great pop track. Yeah, it's a very yeah. solid pop song. I've I've been a fan of his music. Me I too. mean, Me too. he's had a lot of really catchy songs. There's one that I like learned how to play on guitar a while back. I can't probably don't remember how to play it now, but I don't know. I've always I've always been a fan of his his voice too, and the way that he's very open with using his falsetto, which mm-hmm. I've mentioned before on other episodes, how much I really like falsetto vocals it's not something that you see being super prevalent among like male vocalists yes because it it i don't want to say it gives you like an emasculated sound because it doesn't it just gives you a less masculine sound because you're using a lighter vocal register and he just uses it all the time really 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 well and that's one of the things that happens in this song he'll he'll have one line that he sings in his chest voice and then he'll follow that up with little floating lines in falsetto and it works so well yeah, the synths I thought were super catchy on this too, and then I thought the build up to like the actual beat itself, like at the beginning, was like really nice. Like, yep. that was a really great, great touch. 
I just like overall, I really vibe with this track, mm-hmm. and I uh, I'm looking forward to his album because he even dropped another couple of tracks as well. I don't remember off the top of my head. I know that he's putting that song "Better" from his little EP that he dropped not long ago. That's going on the album, and I like that song as well. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with this with this album that's coming up soon. From what I've heard, he has talent. I think it's April. Yeah, he's got he's got a ton of talent. So he has he actually has a tiny desk set too. Um, I think it was from fairly recently, and it's just him with a guitarist, and it, it was really good. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big fan. Khalid talk. I think that's it's a really really great track yeah. so that people should Solid check it out. They haven't. I think it, not to, just before we move on. I think it was even on. Was it on a um, an Apple commercial? It was. It, it actually debuted uh, during the Super Bowl. Um, it was okay. when they had all those like the like emoji heads or whatever that whatever like, they call those. Yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna call it a Bitmoji, but I'm sure it's not Bitmoji. It's not it's Bitmoji. Something else. That's different. I but think, yeah, they, yeah, the animated faces like they had his face singing, singing that, song, that song, and I remember hearing it like, "That's catchy. I like that." And then the song dropped. So yeah. this is that catchy song. Enjoyable, enjoyable for sure. Uh, the next track is a group that i know you love and i i do too for sure is earth gang oh yeah Uh, proud of you and so i'm not gonna lie that this isn't my favorite earth gang track that they've released as it's go oh young thug is in it by the way as well but this has really started to grow on me the more i listen to it i Mm -hmm. i want them so bad to put that song up out on a streaming platform i need it it was like it was one of my favorite songs of last year it made it on my list i know i know and i feel bad that we can't put it on the playlists for people to listen to and they gotta go to youtube to listen agreed and but I did hear that that's going on the album. It is, and it, and it yeah, better because it. that song, like they never fail to bring energy to tracks, and I think that this song has a ton of it. So I really enjoy it, um, and I'm, it's really like I said, it's really starting to grow on me a lot. Um, Young Thug's minimal hook that I didn't care for as much when I first heard it, it's actually also really starting to grow on me as well. The guitar samples mixed really nicely with some great synths. The bass line and hi hats are really great. And then, like, the, just the cadences that are typical of Earth Gang, like, what mm. they've done lately with that, like, outcast sort of inspired delivery. Yeah, with, like, one um, kind of almost, like, sing rap. The sing song, yeah. I, yep, I had that as two. So, I... This is a track that... If this is the best track on Earth Gang's album, I'm probably going to be pretty disappointed. But if it's on there within, it's, like, a track that's, you know, embedded somewhere in the track listing. And I think it would be a nice change of pace on there. So, yeah. I, I don't expect this to be the best track on the album. I no. hope it's not, but... It's 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 quality music. I'll still be hard pre- like I know that Up is going to be on the album. I'm going to be hard pressed to not have that be my favorite song just because of how damn good, good Up is. Yeah, it's good. But it's, really it's, good. it's making me excited. I think that the thing that they do the best in this song is the same thing that I would find appealing in all of their songs is just the the personality. That that's one of their big things is that like especially yes. um his name is slipping my mind right now, but the the one of the the one in the duo who does the more singing style uh, delivery he's so out there with his style if you watch the video for up like you can see he's there and he's like his hair is going straight up it's it's crazy how much personality these dudes have and they have it come across so well in the song so i think that's kind of like the biggest redeeming quality yeah. of, of this track yeah so i'm looking forward to the project that Absolutely. they dropped this year that's supposedly coming so I, i'm right now desperately searching online to see if they've said a date yet and they haven't They've been talking about this album for quite a while, so a I hope long time. I, a long time. So I hope we get it soon. But anyway, to move forward, so oh, no, more albums that we're hoping to get soon. Speaking of the devil, we have uh, our girl Tier. Well, now my new girl because I got mm. that tardy. You know to say it. So, <laughs> but ever I'm still trying to get you on one, and you almost want to give me another one for for the video for because I world. Yeah. So all right, I kind of slept on the video too, and you mentioned it like the very first. So like, am I, uh, all right, fine. I'm getting a second tardy. Two nothing. <laughs> Oof. Both right. for Tierra Whack, but I, I'm definitely deserving of a couple too. So you'll, you'll, no, no. they're they're coming. You're not me. gonna have none. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> give you one. Like it just you actually haven't. To be honest with you, I don't think you've given Taboo as much of a listen as you should have. Denzel Curry. I'll get I'll get a tardy right now for that then because I think I've only listened to it through maybe a handful of times. I like, just got it on vinyl actually as well. By the way, ooh, that's I just, a that's I just a good got pickup. it. And it just came pickup. in and I'm like a lot. I'm stoked that I had it but anyway that's kind of going down a different rabbit hole yeah so looping back to Tierra Whack Tierra Whack she's dropped five tracks in the last like couple of weeks really mm-hmm. like the last or the last month or so and so we aren't going to talk about every one of those tracks but I think we, we each bo- kind of picked one we, yeah, we yeah, right exactly we both picked one that we liked 
that are as our favorite. So I know which you want to talk about him unemployed, which just came out like yesterday. Yeah. So we we were sitting here like talking about this episode before we started recording, and we obviously we usually put the songs on while we're talking about this. And we looked up Tierra Whack and saw that there was an, another song that we hadn't even seen before. So I was like, wait, when did this drop? And I go online and it says that it released five hours earlier. So yeah. I've only gotten to listen to this song maybe once or twice now at the time that we're recording this. Both of us, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so we both listened to it together maybe once or twice. So the track is Unemployed, just released earlier today. It starts off with this really, really eerie, like, piano, like, almost, like, single note yes. uh, thing, which sets it off on, like, a kind of strange vibe. And then she just comes in with, like, the intensity of, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Zero she, to 100 is it's the best way I can put that. crazy. She comes in immediately with high intensity, crazy flow patterns, and then just doesn't let up she doesn't let up for the whole track like once she starts it's just going and going and going and going and going and then she hits the hook where she kind of lets her like accent it almost sounds like southern drawls i'm not sure where she's from i'll have to look i think, I think she's from philly yep. so you can almost kind of hear that accent come out a lot in the in the hook and the hook is a little bit more basic because it kind of is giving you that moment to breathe and just like jam out to the song but then it goes right back into the verses where it's just relentless again. So this this is a fire song. I am so happy that she was able to bring in the flow switches that we had heard a couple different times on Whack World. And just that rapping ability that I've been looking forward to ever since hearing that 15 minute album. But then she ends it with that slow like that piano. That same piano comes right. kind of comes full circle. So when I, when I remember when we cool. listened to it, you were like, oh, she ends it with the piano great choice Tierra like, like we're on we're on first name basis with her now oh you yeah know, no I, I, I did oh it's it, it really was because it, it ties the song up super nicely yeah uh, for sure and then she had a, like I said she had a couple other tracks as well so check those out don't don't sleep on those and I think you even mentioned one on on one of the last episodes for as a as a um, was it Only Child I think I might have recommended Only Child it was Child, Only Child yeah. um, but you wanted to talk about one more of those tracks too I wanted to talk about Gloria because Gloria is my favorite one that she's dropped the last month uh, dude my buddy Danny, he I sent this to him because he sent me Wasteland, which uh-huh. is one of the other tracks that we're not going to talk about on this, but go check that one out as well. He sent me Wasteland, I think it was like yesterday or two days ago, and he was just like, yo, new Tierra Whack, and I said, because I showed him as well, the, um, the I showed him Whack the, World, yeah. yeah, and he's like all about it too, so and just, yeah. Everyone needs to get into Whack World, so, it's such a good list. Yeah, and then I, so I sent him Gloria, and he the first thing he said to me, because the, 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 the single art is strange it looks like a piece of like green moldy bread mm-hmm. and so he's like dude what the hell and I was like I just put this track on and he's just like okay it. dude it's a the flute sample loop is unbelievable it's just so amazing gorgeous I love it it's so catchy um, it's just like it's like the, the defining part of this song like instrumentally and she just like croons all over this thing like with some catchy sing song vocals and she mixes in some mixes in some auto tune normally I hate like mumble flow but like she dude she does it so so well to a science mm-hmm. she makes it sound so good well, she she uh, yeah. had a couple mumble type uh, type flows in Whack World too. Oh, for where, sure. And I think it was like Bugs Life or something like that, where it almost sounds like she has like a mouthful of marbles while she's rapping, and somehow it works like super she's, super. Yeah, well. there was the line where I think I was remembering off the top of my head, she goes like some 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 bubble bath and like it almost yeah, sounded like yeah, from yeah, yeah. like uh, it sounded like the uh, the hormone monster. Something, something mother laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah from yeah. from Big Mouth. So I was like, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. So I like was into that. But anyway, regardless, the mumble flow on the hook is super catchy. Like, she's some just great cadences. And uh, her bars, like, she just basically talks about how she's, like, up next. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're basically very braggadocious. I and mean, it's funny, actually, that this came out. And then I think Apple has her now on their, like, up next artists. I was Good. looking at it the other day. Good. So it's kind of I'm funny glad. that, like, after this track came out, they actually were just like, okay, fine, Tierra, you're right. Yeah, like, you've proved, you've proved it <laughs> You've proved it, whatever. Um, she has such a good ear for melodies and yep. flows. She claims she has this golden ticket, despite her, like, her rough upbringing. And, like, I agree, like, Tierra Whack is going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, we're jump, like, we're, I'm jumping on that bandwagon with you. I'm, you heard I'm, it here I'm, first. And I'm going to sit right next to you on that bandwagon. You heard it here and, first. Um, yeah, so you know, some of the lines and lyrics are really great here. Like, just how some people back home want to see her down. And um, but then also others like are trying to just get things from her as she like is gaining this popularity and this clout. Yeah. One of the lines I thought was great was like, "Why you want to see me down? You should give up. Want to buy me and well, I want to buy me a new limb." So essentially, the saying like, "Why do you want to see me down? I'm not going to go down. Yeah, give up now. I'm gonna go buy myself a new Lamborghini just to prove to you that like that like that I am exactly that I'm here. Mm-hmm. That I've arrived." 
So Tierawak has freaking arrived. I can't wait for this project. It's gonna like, be so good. It's gonna be so. Well, if we're five, if we if she's dropped five singles, it's gotta be coming soon. Either that, or these songs have nothing to do with the actual album, and they're and just, we're just like, gonna get a ton of fresh music. This might be, this might be, be like the throwaway cuts, dude. Imagine these are the throwaways. If this, if these like are Kehlani, the throwaway, yeah, like, from the last exactly. episode. Like so, last episode we mentioned Kehlani, uh Like it might be in preparation of a new album. This would be crazy if these were just like throwaways exactly like tracks yeah. that didn't quite make the cut that's that would be insane so anyway Tierra Whack un, Unemployed Gloria but then I'll go also go check out Wasteland go check out Only Child mm-hmm. and Clones uh-huh. all those tracks all are, five of them all five of them go give them a listen and then go all the way back and listen to Whack World again yeah if you <laughs> haven't like just just do it and if you have do it again <laughs> <laughs> and again and, and again. again it's 15 minutes you have no excuse it's yeah. so quick yeah uh, anyway next yeah, track so moving right along Rex Orange County with his new single New House nice track uh, Piano Loops catchy uh, he just to me and, oh then he he does have like some inst- nice well, instrumental changes there's like here. and there's a nice layering that goes on too yeah. with, there's like some background vocals and strings that kind of parallel each other really well and it's almost to the point where like if you don't listen close enough you wouldn't be able to tell if it was a vocal sample or like strings playing mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. So I definitely think that was really cool, um, and it makes a great intro into the song, and there's a good, like a good contrast between this, like a lot of brass that comes in, like kind of shortly after. I can't quite pick out what instrument it is, and I don't want to say something and have it be wrong, um, but it sounds like it's some kind of brass instrument. So it kind of like has. I mean, I, I've been talking about contrast. I don't even know how much these past two episodes, but I'll screw it. I'll say it again. It adds great contrast to the track between those high vocals and like the low brass. Oh, I certainly don't disagree with that. And I, this is a very listenable track. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a nice listen. I just, I'm not over the moon about it. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to get into it so many times. And then when we said that when we made up this list that we were going to review these songs a while back, I said, you know, this this being one of them, I, I try to get into this track a lot more. And like, I know people that really enjoy Rex Orange County. I know he was all over uh, Tyler's new album. Or new, well, not, I shouldn't say newest, new album, newest album, mm-hmm. um, Flower Boy. So that's the last, like the first kind of like go around I've had with him. Yeah, just not a ton to say about this in terms of like my enjoyability because I do like it, but there's something missing here. I don't know what it is either. I just so I think what I think it's I think it's him. It's the vocals for me. I think he's not as engaging as he could be. Well, and I I, it might just be because he's not a bad singer. I think it might just be that his vocals lend themselves better to different styles of music because he doesn't stand out to me. And exactly like this this track, it seemed like it was all building up to some big vocal moment. Because he 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 did very, very well in the mix of adding and removing instruments to try and kind of change the dynamics. So at some point it's right in your face and it's super energetic and other times it's a little more mellow. Mm -hmm. Especially the cascading horns really make the song start picking up steam. And then when it's picking up all this steam it cuts out and it goes to just him singing and there's just no oomph there. It's almost like, I think I said to you, it's almost like the EDM song that like builds, 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 and then there's no drop. And then it builds, 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 and then there's no drop. Like this is building up this big climactic moment. And then rather than having him come in with some vocal delivery that really gives you that like climax, it just kind of goes right back to the like building phase. I don't disagree with that at all. So Rex Orange County, I... Not a bad track. Not a bad track. Would like to see, like, I think he's got a full-length project coming out soon, so I would like to see if he does anything maybe, like, more unique and different, or if this is even linked to anything, who knows, but... Yeah, I wonder, I wonder. But either way, so, uh, next cut we have is, oh, man... So, this is one that you just turned me on, turned me on to, like, today, basically. Yeah, I have a lot. This, this song I have played... So shout out to uh, two of my friends that we've we all have agreed un- in unison that we are just bumping the hell out of this like for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So first off, shout out Gianna and shout out Sean. You guys obviously have been bumping this track like crazy along with me. Uh, the track is Marshmallows Here With Me featuring the Churches, dude. So I will say this like Churches Miracle that track that I talked about on. I keep referencing old episodes today, huh? Yeah, that's fine. Gives people incentive. You want to understand what we're talking about? Then you just got to go back. (laughs) I referenced Miracle. It was on uh, my honorable mentions list for the top songs of 2018. I love that song to death. And I think the vocalist, I don't even know her name, but she comes back with another super passionate vocal performance on this. It's just, oh my God, it's groovy and it's got got some smooth guitar riffs, um, excuse me, electric guitar riffs in the verses with like a nice defined bass line and then, and then there's actually like a really nice 
like a hard, almost hard rock sounding with a clap in the bridge. Mm-hmm. And then the hook builds to like that catchy electronic beat. And like, just, oh man, it's just so freaking catchy, the song. And I think you even said... Well, my biggest you, like thing that I liked about it, I don't know if this is what you were going to say, but it's, no, go ahead, it go sounds ahead. like a song. Like, right, is that what you're right. gonna, yeah. Right, because it's like it, it's, it has that like you know, obviously like these marsh like marshmallow who other kind of Kumix kind of throwing that. I don't say throwing that box because it's not again that sounds disingenuous. Yeah, I don't want to like lump together lump EDM artists, in. but but I think you get what we're saying. It's still it definitely still has that like summery EDM feel to it, but it's not really pigeonholed into that sound. I feel like whenever I see a song like this come up, it's usually the same formula. The artist that is featured gives them a vocal line. And then the producer or like whatever, like the electronic artist is, uses that vocal line to create the buildup. Then the buildup happens and it starts with quarter notes and then it goes to eighth notes and then it goes to 16th notes and it just gets faster and faster and faster until everything cuts out. There's the vocal line and then just like a massive bass drop. And for me, usually that's where the song kind of loses me because in the first half, it'll be setting up this really dreamy, like feel good style. And then all of a sudden it's just like bass in your face. But this one, it actually felt like it was a song. It's, it felt like this was yep. a one yep. full unit band creating something that they wanted to sound like a real song from beginning to end. Like, when's the last time you heard an EDM song have a drop that actually had vocals over the top of it? Well, actually, Marshmallow dropped that track in 2018, Happier, which I did love, but he did exactly what you're just saying, yeah. where he the vocals get cut back out mm-hmm. with the drop. And then it, they kind of come back in towards like the latter half of that hook, but... I think this is a much more fleshed out track and I do love that song Happier for sure by the way but not to, to kind of go off on, on a different song but here with me Marshmallow Churches like this is going to be a summer anthem and especially like especially around here like I know some of the other parts of the country or the world if you're listening like you might be having a little bit better weather than we do in the New England area in Boston but as the as the weather gets a little bit nicer this is like a, just a classic roll down your windows mm-hmm. bump and it bump to it. death and like yeah so yeah, this is the one that people are going to be hearing coming out of your car at red lights oh like, yeah this is one of that f- guy playing that music three cards back <laughs> that's us listening to Marshmallow and Churches yep so here with me one of my favorite tracks so far of the year definitely go give it a listen if you haven't and mm-hmm. you will not be you will not it's invigorating be, it's yeah. uplifting yeah you, you won't be disappointed you will not be disappointed at all no doubt about it all right so moving on to we have about four tracks left we want to talk about yep. so we have beast coast dude i'm excited for this mm-hmm. beast coast made up of the underachievers flatbush zombies and the pro era unit led by joey badass they're coming together for a full-length project and touring together so I am so happy that they did this. Yeah, this is going to be I unreal. Am, this is unreal. They have their new track out, their first single called Left Hand. Now, they've all they've all worked together within unison, like, at yeah, some like point. Yeah, like, featured on each other and stuff. For sure. Uh, songs. But nothing to this extent. Yeah. No, and, not like a group track like this. Right. And, oh my god, this is bouncy. It's gruff. It's tough. It's just a great posse cut, like, overall. Well, I think it's how oh, it really man. should be done. Like, I feel yes. like sometimes in posse cuts, they almost try and, like... I don't want to say imitate each other, but they almost kind of want to like outdo each other and like, oh, I'm going to want to be the one who had like the best verse. They but flow within each other. Yeah, this they, one, this it one. It sounds like a song. It doesn't sound like a legit, like, okay, you do this verse, you do that verse. Like they mm-hmm. like, they gave like eight to 12, like 14, 16 ish. I'm not 16. I think the most somebody gave was like, like 12 bars, but like they, they just flow into each other so yeah, nicely and back smoothly. And forth. It's oh, awesome. Man. It's awesome. Ah. Uh, my favorite I have so many great like I think like I said I'm so happy that they're doing this because Joey has a line on his verse where he says Beast Coast taken over it was destined and like I totally agree Mm. like I'm so glad that they finally decided to come together and do something like this I'm so excited for the album now especially after hearing the song it's it just it's growing on me by the day I can't get enough of it they just everybody on this track brings the heat they do their thing like even even honestly Michi Darko's verse which is just like like Saying random people like told him that he wouldn't be shit, and then saying like I don't give a fuck. Like that's literally the whole verse that he has, mm-hmm. and it's just like it breaks up like the middle of the track. Like because Michi just has that energy. They all do, but Michi's energy is like next level. So well, I and, love that part. Oh man! And one of the best parts about this track, I feel like, is the way that the beat was created. Yes, lets them all have all of that personality because the beat isn't the forefront they know the beat is not the forefront of this song it's got a nice little groovy like guitar sample oh, though it has a, a great guitar sample through the whole thing and I think that uh, it seems like it was like one guitar riff that through yes. the verses they just loop it but then when it goes into the chorus they finally let it actually play through the end of it so it 
kind of has like a really good continuity to it but it's simple enough that any any one of these rappers could do whatever they wanted over it and it would still work mm -hmm. like the, the beat doesn't really dictate what they're doing it couples it really really well and it's cool to see how different the song actually feels based on who's rapping at any given moment because they all bring such different energies and everything yep. that work really well together but when each one of them is rapping the song has a different feel to it and that's one of the things that makes it so good for me yeah I, I love this track so much and I'm such a big fan of all of these guys my favorite line probably from this track like there's so many good ones but uh, Kirk Knight has a line where he says gotta trust my gut so I flex it I love that line like I am such a believer in trusting your gut and like going with how you feel and things mm -hmm. like that and just in life in general so like in fact he said that plus he flexes it mm -hmm. you know <laughs> it's not it's not a muscle we normally flex but the fact that he kind of brought that up I thought that was just like really tasteful so this is a really really awesome track it's got that boom that classic boom back New York sound but with some like really nice instrumentation linked into it so Really excited for this album. I'm. I can't wait. I hope that they come. They tour near Boston because I will. I will I'd pay be there in a heartbeat. I'll pay any amount of money to go see these. The the. the honestly, I think there's twelve of them in total because Pro Era I think is, has, um, or maybe not. I think it's ten. Excuse me. I think Pro Era is made up of like six different guys. It's like Nick Caution, CJ Fly, Kirk Knight, Joey Badass. I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody else, but and then other underachievers. It's Issa Gold and I can't remember AK. I think it is, and then. With Flatbush, it's um, Zombie Juice and Michi Darko. So there's at least eight or ten of those guys in the, within this yeah, it's in that range. It's like, it's gonna be fun. So I'm really interested to see like types of different sounds and the things that they're, they've done coming out with this new album. So it's gonna looking, be a, looking forward to forward. it. Huh? Going off of that, we got Schoolboy Q's new single, yep, Num Num Juice. Num Num Juice, bro. When I saw the name of this track, Num Num Juice, I was like, this Crazy. is hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like I can't wait to see what this was. How'd you feel? So I was getting into the song by the end of it, but it felt like almost right when I was finally like, oh, Schoolboy Q is hitting, like, hitting his stride and I'm really liking this flow he's putting out. The song just ends. And up until that point of the track, it's like all over the place. Yeah. There's, that, there's that weird part in the middle where he's like almost kind of copying like little pumps phrase, like, let's get it, like over and over. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like yeah. I feel like you're in like the middle of the song and all of a sudden here's... Q just like yelling out let's get, let's get it and it's like what, what, where'd that even come from yeah. and then right after that he goes into a completely different feeling style so I don't know it, it feels to me like hopefully this is going to be like a transitionary song on the album like maybe this is going to be kind of stuck between two different songs so it's not really going to be a focal point of the album it's going to help us get from one track to another like thematically and it's not a bad song I just it's it's a little too all over the place for me and it's just too short like it just didn't like which is which is funny to me that they he had this many ideas just thrown into here but the, none of them were really that fleshed out and also with as many ideas as he had he ends up with like a minute and 40 i think the, the running time is a minute and 48 mm -hmm. like it's, it's even short. like it's under two minutes so i like the dark beat i like schoolboy it just does those darker like just more ambient and like just meaner sounding tracks better than probably anybody in the game and um like i said like so i like the dark beat even though it was a tad generic but the gong like sort of sound and like that was sampled throughout i thought was really interesting and cool and he's got some really great energy and some flows i think that would be probably the highlight of this is like his energy i agree with you he hits that stride but it ends very abruptly and but i like the part of the course where he's like i mean that's bitch shit like i i yep. i I dug like that right as off well. the bat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, yeah, so it, it almost felt like the beginning and the end of the song were really, really good. The middle was just kind of like this weird no man's land of just ideas, yeah. and it wasn't long enough to flesh out either yeah. of those like parts that we liked. You made a nice point. Hopefully, this is just a transition, transitionary uh, point within this uh, his new album that's supposedly dropping very soon. So, and I, I'm really a huge Schoolboy Q fan, so I hope that his album becomes as good as I hope it's going to be. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, not a ton more to say on this track. It, it's good. I'll come back to it, but not like my favorite schoolboy track by any means. Yeah, definitely it? not. Definitely and it's definitely not. leaving me want, wanting more from him. So, mm -hmm. so right. the next track we have, uh, we actually I think discovered after we recorded one of the previous episodes. This was, but that was this was a while ago, a long time ago at this point. Now I think at least a month. Yeah, it was when we were recording the Grammys episode, I think. But so it's the uh, it's a burner track A. Featuring YG and Logic. And this track is 
absolute heat. Like we, we were kind of, I mean, you were jamming out like crazy and I was almost like stuck in thought just by how like incredible the <laughs> yeah. song was. It like hit me and I just like couldn't move. I was just statued like just in awe, <laughs> like how, how much of a banger this song was. So, yeah. So this track is off of Burner and Mozzie. I'd never really heard Mozzie before now. It's off their joint album that they just dropped called Slimy Individuals. And I didn't really, I can't say that I listened to the full album and I probably should go back and listen to it. But my God, this track is one of my all, like this is a, one of my favorite tracks of the year so far for sure. The vocal sample is crazy catchy mm-hmm. with like this, it's like a very, it's got some smoky synths and like in the strings that just really vibe well. The track is just a very nice vibe. Like I know you mentioned that Mozzie uses similar flow patterns as as Jid as Jid yeah, as Jid in yeah. uh in specifically off the off the Zoinky. So I feel Which like I, I totally once you mentioned that mm-hmm. when we were talking about it, I was like, oh yeah, like he totally does. Like Jid, yep. you, I think you said it's like it's like all yeah. the spaces. I think it's like where all the spaces are, and I would love Jid to do a remix over this track. And like if really you end up whoever's listening to this ends up listening to this song and has heard off the Zoinkies, think about Jid's verse while you're listening to this, and you'll see it matches up so perfectly so the first verse mozzie so. awesome yeah and uh i like yg's hook on here because it's very simple but it's anthem-esque i think like mm-hmm. i think i'm saying uh, uh, like make him say hey like it's yeah. just so crazy catchy you can tell um, it's almost like geared for like live shows and stuff because that's when the crowd is literally going to be like yelling a back at you exactly and i i like his serious cadence because i think it's a nice breakup from like the personality that the other three on the track give like with burner mozzie and logic and I wouldn't say it's the Logic's best verse, but like of he's, he's ever done. But it's definitely like very passable, it's and it's good. It's a good one. And, he, and he definitely like obviously does his double double time flow as he always does. I think so. he showed restraint though. I, I feel like I was I was proud of him because uh, this is the perfect beat for Logic to just come out and be and do the double time flow the whole time because it fits this song. But he knew that that wouldn't sound as good, so he kind of like held himself back a bit and only used it for like a little little section in there so pretty tasteful so I'm, I'm very proud of logic for not just taking the bait and just kind of going full-blown yeah. like chopper flow on it uh yeah just really enjoy this track a lot like i've, I've listened to it great. so much since we like since we last listened to mm-hmm. it or excuse me since we first listened to it so it, it's been the replayability is high for me on that track so um for well, sure and you mentioned that vocal line too and like i i just love the way they keep it present in the mix even in the pre-chorus that, they just kind of that, that female vo- that sounds yeah. female like vocal uh, whatever mm-hmm. it is yeah, the, it they, well, they, just, they just dial it back in the mix yes. so like when you get to the pre-chorus they just kind of pull it back they put some effects over it so it sounds kind of muddy and but it still is present in the song so I mean it, I think I was saying this earlier it really adds to the cohesiveness of a track mm-hmm. when there's a common prevailing theme through yep. it so that vocal line really helps kind of pull you right through yep okay and speaking of pulling right through, we're at the end. This is last the, track. The last track. And it's only fitting that we talk about our boy, our mm-hmm. guy. The, the guy who started all of this. He started everything that has to do with our podcast. Mm-hmm. Anderson Pack. He has a new album dropping already. Which is a huge shock. Like I think we were texting each other like kind of mind blown when we mind when blown. we found out about this because we didn't even know that a single was gonna be dropped. No, we were talking about something else. No, I texted you about Owl. That's what it was. When yep. when he when they uh, commented on our on our post, and then for whatever reason, I just happened to go on like Apple. This is like I think before, we were, like almost on my way, to, either before on my way to school or like when I just got into school, I had a prep block first, and I noticed that Innocent Packer dropped a new single, mm-hmm. and then I went to, and that the whole album was on pre order on iTunes, and I texted you, I think I'm in all caps. I was like, bro, like new, new Innocent Pack. I was like, no way. So like. Oh, I was super pumped. This uh, this track is called King James, named after LeBron James. Mm-hmm. If, I'm assuming because he does reference LeBron James um, a bunch of times, bunch of times song, in yeah. the back. We'll talk about, but uh, if his new album sounds like this track, which will be yeah, yeah, like it's gonna blow out. One, it's gonna blow Oxnard out of the water, and I think we we gave high praise mostly to Oxnard. I think this will be back in the realm of like Malibu. Malibu. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna sound more like Malibu. And even some of the features, I hate, like I said, I hate doing this, but like, I keep doing this for whatever reason. Like, if you look on the pre-order that, and like the, the track list is already out and all the features, like he's going to have uh, Smokey Robinson, Brandy, Jasmine Sullivan. He's going to have Andre 3000 on there, yep. which obviously That's going to be a great feature. Dude, he's got like a Nate Dog feature on there, I'm pretty yeah. sure, too. Posthumous I'm, Nate, Nate I'm Dog really feature. intrigued to see whether this is going to be 
him using like a Nate Dogg song and he's just giving him the feature to like pay respect. Or I know that a lot of these artists have a back catalog of like unused recorded verses that like someone has the rights over. I'm I wonder if this is gonna be like an unused verse and this it's is gonna, gonna be technically like new Nate Dogg. That would yeah. be unreal. Yeah. I would love if that's the case. Oh my god, I, I would love that as well. This this is gonna be a, I think this is gonna be a really great album. Like this mm-hmm. I don't wanna go like we haven't heard it yet, I don't wanna speculate, but like quite possibly just 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 the eye test is telling me that this could maybe even surpass at Malibu. It could be that good. Well, because I I, I don't want to like, set my expectations too high. And then yeah, be brought down. So that's it'll be a tough mar- margin to beat. But I mean, that's it's it, possible. This is sounding really good. Cause, I mean, in Oxnard, I think we both agreed that he kind of went away from his like singing and like funky roots, and Dre's influence was a lot more palpable on that. And this song sounds like he's going right back to those funk yeah, roots. Yeah, it's like groovier and jazzier than anything that was on Oxnard. Oh, right off the bat, yeah. there's like an awesome saxophone that I think yeah. you were talking oh, about. Oh, I love that sax. Like, I'm a huge, like, like I'm, I'm a big jazz guy. I just love jazz. Mm-hmm. So that's that groovy sax that comes in at the very beginning with, like, those drums and hi-hats. Oh, man. Like, oh, so great. And then even on the breakdown at the end of the track, he includes some of these, like, whistles that I find very tasteful as well. So, I dude. Yep. The, the, the instrumental on this thing is insane. And then uh, he's got some backing vocals from Sir, which you, you found. Yeah, so we looked that up. I, I could have sworn that they had a song together, and I think that maybe they do on like an old Sir project, but I was getting it confused with a Sir and a Schoolboy track, which, I mean, I guess we were talking about Schoolboy too, so there's all like those dots getting connected. But Something yeah, so foreign. Yeah, that's something for, foreign. Foreign. <laughs> track. Um, but so Sir has those, like, I think he's the one doing the... Um, the, like the super super high pitched uh, harmony over over the tracks so because you, you can hear Anderson's voice, but you can clearly tell somebody else is singing there, and that's Sir, who has a great voice. Like I thought it matched the song super well, yeah. so hopefully we'll see them link up more because clearly their styles mesh. Right. Oh God, I just love like when we talk about his charisma all the time, but like the charisma and passion that he put on this track with the singing, like, dude, he. He just surprises me and shocks me. I think m- more than I than I ever thought he could. Like mm-hmm. sometimes when he comes out and he just brings so much personality to tracks. Like I really honestly might prefer. I think I prefer him as a singer over a rapper. I do. I, 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 I think. I think we both with our tastes and just the the way in which he makes music. Malibu had a lot more singing, and I think mm-hmm. that if this album's gonna have a lot more singing, as I, I hope it does. Like he can rap. It's fine, but. He definitely yeah. hits his strides when he sings. And agreed. agreed. And I, I feel like it's not necessarily that he's he's obviously not a bad rapper. He's a great rapper. One of my favorite songs of last year was Bubbling. And yes. I mean And um, that was the most rapped track he he'd ever done ever. Yeah, and I mean that yeah. even won a won a Grammy for rap performance. And I mean it should have been the sole winner over King's Dead, but we already talked about that, so everybody knows if you've Grammy's listened episode. to that yeah, Grammy's episode how upset I am that, that it tied. Mm-hmm. Who like ties are stupid. <laughs> Who ties a Grammy? Who ties? That's crazy. Like nobody ties anything. Come on, crazy. Give it to one. Give it to Anderson. Mm-hmm. He deserved the outright. Let him have it. Whatever. Let him have it. He, but I mean, whatever. If he wins a Grammy for this album or at least a song, like then fine. yeah. Ma- imagine he he drops this album and gets like R and B album of the year or something like that. That'd be awesome. I would love that so much. And, so you heard it here and, first. He's gonna drop this album and then next year in the Grammys he's gonna win the I hope win so. the award. Imagine um, we just called that. Yeah, that would be that would be something else. Mm. It'd be like some Sixth Sense stuff. Yeah, do some Sixth Sense shit. But uh. <laughs> I want to just mention really quick that he, he names the song King James and obviously out in these parts, you know, we're Boston Celtics fans. We're not always the biggest fans of LeBron James, the basketball player. However, I love what LeBron has done in the community and just in the world in general. Like he is such a global icon mm-hmm. and he should be given that title and given that recognition for what he's done with his charity work. Yep. Most recently, like the school that he made in, in Cleveland. Yep. Uh, I can't remember the name of the school off the top of my head, but he like just, just opens that school for all these kids that don't have one. And then he's even, I guess as well that they hold night classes for parents in the community that want to try to get their degree as well that. for college. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So like, and just, on top of the numerous other like social things that LeBron has done, I know he has that uh, that show on HBO, The Shop, where they talk, where he brings on athletes and other celebrities and other artists, and he they have like just authentic conversations about the world in general and like the and racism and inequalities and just big business. Like they just talk about so much. It's a really great show that I've watched pretty religiously as each episode has came out. 
And I'm just really, like, I want to commend LeBron James for everything mm-hmm. he's done within the world. Not even just the basketball realm, but and just, I, and just I take away like... from him as a basketball player. Like what he's done in the community is just is he deserves everything. So I'm I'm just super pumped that Anderson Pack was able to take that twist here. Well, and and I also I mean just quickly quickly just to say something about LeBron, he has never had like a scandal. I feel never, like every I feel like every big like knock big on whatever, superstar. But... Yeah, like knock on like knock on wood. Hopefully nothing happens. But I feel like every big superstar always ends up having something happen in their personal life that gets them blown up on TMZ. Like yeah. it's usually like the yeah. first thing that happens nothing's happened for LeBron. He's been with, like, the same girl for I don't even know how long. High school. Yeah, yeah since high, literally since high school. Like, I don't I don't really model know. model citizen. You can't, he, just, you, yeah. he should be, like, the face of the NBA. Like, he really he should. He is the face of the like, NBA. He's the face of, I think, sports. Like, even, like, yeah, Tom Brady hasn't done anything that would render him, like, not to be a model citizen as well. But, like, obviously there's, like, some speculation in terms of oh, like deflate the gate, flake spy gate, gate, spy gate and all that other gate, stuff gate, 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 yeah all that stuff like not that those are like things that like he needs to be you know in a society like you're not going to jail for any of those things yeah. or anything like that but like LeBron to me doesn't really have like a bad mark on his record for anything nope other than like, like maybe switching teams to like try and win a championship but like who are we to judge that like dude's just playing ball and playing ball I don't know yeah and he's doing a lot of great things in the community like I said so like I'm yeah so not to go off on like a LeBron James tangent but But big ups for Anderson Pack to recognize that you know 100% so and I think now that he's out in LA I think maybe has something to do with that as well because you know Anderson's obviously yeah yeah, it's a a squad and that's his his place so um anyway so props to Anderson props to LeBron Mm -hmm. um great not going to the playoffs though LeBron it's not happening mm. for the first time, so I, I hate to kind of you know end it there. But. Got to throw that little dig in because we did say you know Celtics fans, so we can't uh, talk I, him up too yeah. much before kind of. Not, not that this is a sports podcast, but I am I am worried about our Celtics for a little bit. Just just a tad. Mm-hmm. The chemistry is just not there, man. Yeah, I think it was hard for basically any Celtics fan to not be a little worried for a bit, especially with all like the the stuff that was going on with Kyrie, yeah. and, like all those stories. But we'll see how it unfolds either way. Mm-hmm. But. The, the Celtics and how this album unfolds. Both. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Excited for both. Mm-hmm. But anyway, all right. That's so all we had. Yeah. This concludes it. So, Our, so those are like the 15 of the biggest tracks we think have came out in the last, the first, the first, well, the first quarter, excuse me, of mm-hmm. 2019. So as always, thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in to us. Um, you ramble for however long about music, you know. Yeah, seriously. So what did you think of these tracks? Uh, comment on the post on Instagram. Follow us on uh, Instagram at Turntable Teachers for all the latest buzz on mm-hmm. our on our podcast. Let us know any tracks that we missed that we should have probably sure. thrown on here. And I do actually at least want to say I still had Emotional Orange's Twitter page up and they just tweeted again that uh, the project is going to be out soon and they're really excited for everybody to hear it and they're happy that the, like we're all being patient with them. So I just kind of want to throw that in there that there's going to be music coming from them very soon. But... So we'll definitely be reviewing that. Pumped for the emotional oranges. Mm-hmm. They're like just I think the new wave of of R and B. So I'm just excited. I believe to, it. I'm excited to see what they have in store for us. So anyway, but yeah. So that's it. Thank you as always for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And then until next time, I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the turntable teachers. And class is dismissed. <laughs>